On this Aviation special, we sit down with the folks from Lightwear, learn how they're helping XR Studios and what that means for the future of movie production. All that and more next on this Aviation special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is an Aviation special. Lightwear and XR Studios. It's Tim Albright with an Aviation special taking a look at, well, the newest thing coming out, out of Hollywood with me is both Steve Alexander and Mr. Jason Toronto from Lightwear Inc. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you, Tim? Doing well, doing well. So so here's the thing, and, and what we're going to talk about today is, is kind of, um, I'm going to say it's groundbreaking. You guys can, can correct me if I'm wrong on, on the timeline here. Um, this actually came out of, of my personal love of Star Wars. And um, Mandalorian is a, is a program that has, has come out uh, the last couple of years. Uh, my kids and I both, um, you know, uh, it's one thing that, that I'm still cool about with my kids, even though they're teenagers. They'll, they, they, it's a, something we've connected on, and that's Star Wars. Watched both both episodes or both seasons all the way through on The Mandalorian. And once the second season started coming to a close, they started having this um, these stories on like Gizmodo and The Verge and these other tech sites where, hey, by the way, they're not using green screen. They're using LEDs. And you're like, oh, oh OK, that changes things. And as somebody who who. I create content for a living. I don't do anything like this, right? But but it's something where it's still interesting, right? So Jason, you guys are involved in in the process here and in, in, in getting those signals uh, to and fro. First of all, tell me about how you guys were made aware that that your systems and your your lightware um, devices were being used in in the production of, of Mandalorian. Well, I'll apologize in advance for any uh, background noise you get. We've got some stuff going on around here today. But, um, Tim, we had uh, an integrator that came to us and told us about this developing technology, and they called it XR Studio. And, and what they said was, just, just to your point, right, the green screen evolution and the ability to use green screens and in post-production to be able to replace that chroma and, and put in graphic you know, material that was generated by these servers uh, is, is a brand new science. And it's just getting off the ground last year and really taking, taking off. Um, we work hand in glove with a company named Disguise, Disguise Media Servers. And Disguise Media Servers generate a lot of this content along, along with doing a lot of other amazing things. They've written drivers into the Disguise server that actually control Lightware natively so that we can interoperate with their systems and we can get the right source to the right display at the right time. And so once the Disguise servers were selected for some of these uh, background generating uh, requirements, the, the lightware was an integral part of it, and, and we got brought along. So as, the, as they sort of implemented their, their, uh, their uh, design, they were reaching out to us and talking to us, and, and we got tipped to the fact that we were involved in a pretty uh, interesting Mandalorian production. And so, yeah, we were, we were really excited, just like you were. So, Steve, st so start, talk for a second about, you know, this, this evolution and how you guys, and, and you're, 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 I'm not going to call you a traditional AV company, but that's kind of where, where I was made aware of you guys, right, for, from, through friends of mine. Talk about that, that kind of that jump there, that, that how you guys were able to um, make that jump and, and help in this, in this ne next evolution, as Jason mentioned. 
Sure. Um, well, Whiteware kind of has two distinct practices. Um, they've been used in, we've been used in rental and staging applications for years. And the requirement for that type of work is a, is a very robust, full bandwidth, open platform. Um, one of the nice things about a Lightware switch is it will deliver the full bandwidth from the source to the sink transparently and also manage the EDIDs very effectively. Um, and then there's a completely open API that lets you, if you want to link your disguise server, if you want to have messages generated via TCP IP to go to a phone or a console to say, hey, we're seeing a, a drop in bandwidth or a loss in signal on a particular input or output to let an operator know that there might be something going on with the signal chain. So um, the background and live performance, it, we could, uh, a lot of concert tours that you might see, a lot of the you know new age circuses or um, events that you might see on tour out there use use lightware um, as a way to power all of the LED displays and as as the um, television production and film industry started to move towards these XR applications it was natural that they brought along the the partners that they'd been using on live production right as as um, as you can imagine the stakes are pretty high. If you um, if you look at some of these XR stages, you might have you know a complete uh, you know airplane hangar fitted out with a uh, full dimensional rig where you've got LED displays on top on the sides, so that you know when you put a, a live stage in front of this, you've got a full panoramic effect. So that's a lot of um, that's a lot on the line, right? That's a lot on the line uh, when you've got all your performers on stage and uh, all, all the technical resources lined up. They need a lot of uh, reliability and they need to deliver the exact ultra high definition, 10 bit color, 24 frames per second signal that's coming out of that disguise server. That's gotta be rendered at the panel, right? Or else they're not gonna be able to capture what they need. So, you know, we're fortunate that the background that Lightware has in the real and staging business prepared us to, to be a good partner right for these types of applications yeah Steve made some great points there and I'll just I'll just pick up on one of them but you know we talk a lot at lightware about uh, information you know and and Steve mentioned the open API that's a very core fundamental feature of all the lightware products but there's also a fidelity to information that we find is part of our brand you know and and we try to be as faithful and as true to the original information as we can possibly be and what what Steve mentioned is is absolutely part of our DNA you know what what you give the, the with the disguise server is giving what you might be giving as content somebody cares about those pixels somebody paid a lot of money for those pixels those pixels are important to somebody and we want to give them all back at the other end when they come through and so our our, our goal in those situations is to is to give what we're given and and not to do anything to it but to transport it as seamlessly as possible uh, there's one last little tiny tiny technical detail but i i think it's interesting and it has to do with display port you know a lot of these these media servers have native display port outputs but there's not a lot of large display port matrices and one of the things that lightware does is really focus on the needs of this particular vertical and when they said we need display port native inputs we built specific native DisplayPort matrix routers and also combine them with HDMI 2.0 output routers so that we could try to accommodate what their requirements were. 
Well, and, and talk about that for a second, Jason or Stevie. The one, the the differences between like DisplayPort, HDMI, a, a USB, and also you 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 throw in S, you know HDSDI in that as well as a possible component. What is it? Is it driven by the client then at that point, or is it something that you guys take a look and go, you know what? There there there's more HDSDI, right? And then that's going to be the kind of the next iteration of of transport here, or is it the, the AVO over IP? And I don't care what the connector is, right? The connector is, is irrelevant to me. I just need to make sure it gets on that network and, and it's as seamless as possible. Steve, you want to you jump in first and I'll, I'll follow up? I'll get a chance to gather my thoughts while you answer. <laughs> uh, first of all, when, when you have a very expensive um, signal chain, right, like you do in these XR productions, you want to set up as few possible points of failure as possible, right? Um, every time you manipulate a signal, you have the potential to damage it, right? So if you've got if you've got a um, if you've got a server that's outputting native DisplayPort, if you can handle that signal the way it's being produced, um, there, that's one less potential thing that needs to be investigated if you discover that you've got uh, some kind of anomaly. Um, I'm and I'm not. Look, this is all exceedingly difficult, but we've recently gone through situations where somebody's passive adapter has introduced, you know, um, issues into into the signal chain, right? And the the thing for us to do to 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 be a good partner to these folks is to say, look, we'll we'll, we'll take your we'll take your signal in the way it, it was authored, right? And as Jason said, we'll deliver it at the other end, right? The other thing that's really um, important for us is to be able to manage any signal any way somebody presents it. This is kind of tangential, but we make another product just for little, um, you know, huddle type applications for uni unified collaboration, right? Zoom and Teams and all of that kind of stuff. And on the USB-C cable, we'll manage DisplayPort and HDMI on the same cable. Right, along with you know, along with USB session control, so that on a single USB-C cable, we can deliver signal going bi-directionally and do session control for the room, uh, you know, cameras and microphones all over a single cable, because we're able to deal with every signal exactly as as it's presented, right from the source, carry it to the sink, and then do all the kinds of signal management things that need to happen in between. The crazy thing about Lightware, Lightware is this company based in Budapest, and all 70% of the people at Lightware are engineers and 80% of them have graduate degrees, right? So it, it's, a, it's analogous to somebody, you know, having set up a shop next to MIT and sucking in all the MIT graduates and say, here, come work on this. So it, it, everything that Lightware produces tends to be engineered to the nth degree. So we're looking at a, a, a source, taking that signal in natively, um, doing absolutely nothing to it, but offering any kind of triggering that you need. Hey, I want to I want a signal on leading edge. Or I want a signal on app, uh, you know, presence of signal. I want a signal on um, the five volt connection, the hot plug, right? And then we can okay, when I see the hot plug, I want to do X, or when I see loss of signal, I want to do Y. So it, 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 when you unpack the, the, when you address the signal natively, give the user the chance to trigger any kind of an event they want to off of the signal, 
it gives you a lot of power and a lot of flexibility, right? And we try to do that with the uh, with the production partners, right? The people doing this XR stuff, which is fun, right? But we, we're, we're trying to do it, you know, for people doing conferencing just like this, right? Where where, where people have got a home set up and, and a camera and people peeking in the back door. Exactly, exactly. To complete the, the, the home setup, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sitting behind in a green screen. That's all computer generated behind me. So I just thought I'd, I'd throw that in there. Right. You know, um, there's a there's a there's a fantastic project, Tim, you might want to um, let your users know about that we're involved in. And it's called Illuminarium, Illuminarium Experiences. And Illuminarium is an immersive environment that they're building in a multi thousand square foot um, building. And they've opened the first one in Atlanta. They're opening another one in Las Vegas. They've got plans to go around the world. They have an amazing media budget right now. They bought full page ads in, in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, Variety, Hollywood Reporter. And basically what it is, it's almost like what we're talking about with this XR studio, except it's going to be available to the public and to rent for private parties. But if you think about you know, how people have a movie experience and then along came IMAX, and people went, oh, well, it's still a movie, but there's an IMAX experience associated with it. it it's bigger. The more of my brain can, can take in those pixels. The audio is a little bit more dimensional. And so I can have this, this more immersive experience when I go to an IMAX theater than I do when I go to a regular movie theater. And that made a big difference for many years. Illuminarium is a quantum leap forward. There are LED floors, walls, ceilings. They are wafting in odors from the oh places that they've actually sent 8K cameras to go capture content, and they're also doing stereoscopic imagery with the sound. So their hope is that when you walk into a, 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 an Illuminarium experience, your brain will think that you're there. You're on safari in Africa. You're having tea on the moon. You're out in space because all of your senses are going to be imbued with this experience. And Lightware is the backbone of that of that entire experience. So if if, you, if your um, customers are interested, they should check it out. Illuminarium experiences. Right, absolutely, yeah. and we'll we'll be in Vegas uh, for Infocom next June. Uh, so we'll, we we might have to make a sidetrack there. Steve, as we wrap up here, I want to ask you one thing because you, you mentioned this in the very beginning, and that is you guys give what you get. Yes. Explain that for a second because I, I don't think a whole lot of, of engineers, I don't think a whole lot of end users understand that some switches add things and to you know the overall data stream that can interrupt, um, you know, can interrupt the overall quality. So explain that for a second. Sure. Um, a lot of transmission, HDMI is a digital signal, right? And you can use digital uh, signal processors to pack and unpack a digital signal, right? And, and, and sometimes there's a lot of convenience in that, right? You, you, you've got eated signals that tell each side, hey, these are the resolutions I want. These are the resolutions I can send. Or you've got... Um, multiple reasons why you want to manipulate a signal. But sometimes, right, sometimes if I pour in 24 frame per second UHD 10-bit color because it's literally going to be the backdrop for my, you know, Marvel production or my Disney Plus production, and I'm doing camera tracking and aspect and all of that, I need that exact signal to be unpacked at the far end. So... 
all we're doing is providing a, a, a pipe, right, through which that signal flows completely unobstructed, completely unobstructed. Now, we do a lot of things, right? We can, and I don't want to get all geeky, but we can tell you the front porch, the back porch, you, you, you know, the frame size, all of that stuff that, that people smarter than me care about and also all of those all of those triggers but we're we're pouring it in and unpacking it at the other end bit for bit we're not packing it up compressing it sending it down and then unpacking and saying here it is because the truth is there's no such thing as lossless compression right there, there, there's no such thing as zero latency. Those are sales words, you know, take it from me, I'm a salesman, right? <laughs> those are those are not scientific principles. <laughs> I'll, I'll follow up on what Steve said, you know, he's right, you know, inf information takes time to propagate, you know, and so yeah, everything has a delay when it goes from here to there. But 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 you know, when you're compressing something, you're usually trying to save bandwidth or you're trying to or you're trying to do some scaling. Well, even if you introduce a scaler, it takes time to scale and process or at compression, you'll lose information. Even if you decide to rebuild it on the other side so that it comes out sort of like it came in, but in the middle, you sort of saved a little, uh, you know, traffic. That's not our philosophy. Our philosophy is that what you present at the at the input side is going to be completely unadulterated on the output side. And unadulterated is a word I rarely use around Alexander. <laughs> I, I, I have no comment for that. So, uh, uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. I'll, I'll give Steve the, 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 the first last word, Steve. Uh, if somebody wants to connect with you um, or, or Lightware, how do they do that? Gosh, you can, you can catch us on the web at Lightware. You can, you can call me on my phone at 415-244-2576 right or steve.alexander at lightware.com um we are whether whether you're trying to solve a problem with a television show or a pro av environment like a conference room or a huddle room we can help right we can help and what we really offer is products that are smart but that don't require a lot of the value-added programming that you might be familiar with from some of the other control and switching platforms that you see out there. So, you know, with a very simple piece of software, we can let you uh, implement a Lightware product, use some, use some checkboxes and some very simple user interface decisions to, to you know, turn something on based on a, uh, you know, proximity sensor or, to, or, or based on signal sync and deliver very powerful control from a, a, a very simple but high fidelity platform. So yeah, give us give us a call, right? Give us a call. We're, we're, we're kind of an undiscovered <laughs> secret. So I'm glad that Tim, that, to have this chance to, to talk to folks about Lightware with you. I, uh, so one of my, one of my smartest uh, friends, his name's Eric, uh, he turned me on to you guys and I'm very, very glad he did. So um, yeah, it, very, very, very happy to meet you guys. Jason, same thing. Uh, how do people connect with you or, or Lightwear? If anybody wants to get a hold of me, they should call Steve. 415-244-2576. They can also email him. Steve.alexander at lightwear.com. <laughs> so so here, here's my hope, at least my personal hope, is that you two are in Orlando because I'm going to be in Orlando at Infocom. I just want to go hang out with you two, right? Now, I don't want to talk about any of this BS. I just want to go have a drink, maybe oh, two, um, and, and we'll see where it goes from there. 
You got it, Tim. You got it. All right. Thank you both so much. Again, lightwear.com um, for them. Uh, for us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. Find this program and a host of others, including our two weeklies. One looks at the commercial side of AV. The other one looks at the residential side. So all that and more at aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv.